If you have a Bible, uh, hopefully you do, go ahead and open to Proverbs chapter 24. And we are continuing to look this morning at the Proverbs, these 30 wise sayings, 30 sayings of the wise in Proverbs. And so this morning we're going to look at Proverbs 24, verses 3 through 4. And so... Uh, this morning, this proverb is on building a house. And so Proverbs 4, verses 3 through 4. The word of the Lord says this, starting in verse 3 of chapter 24. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And so this proverb talks about building a house, how a house is built, how it's established. And as we think about that, first thing we remember is that uh, this is not just talking about like a literal house. Uh, you can think, you can remember when God said he would build David a house. You remember that passage in 2 Samuel 7? David said uh, that he wanted to build God a house. He wanted to build God the temple. And God told him, uh, no, I'm actually going to build you a house. Uh, it wasn't a physical house. It was a family, a, a line, right? He was going to make sure that David had a son, an eternal king, sitting on the throne. And we see that fulfilled in Jesus. But the point there is, right, that the house that God built for David was something to do with family, with that establishment of his family line, so to speak. And so we see the same thing here in Proverbs. The house is not just how do you literally build a house and stack bricks on top of each other, but it's establishing uh, ourselves, our families, and how does that happen? And so we see that here in this proverb. I think it's helpful, too, before we look specifically on what this proverb says. There are other places in the Bible we see how not to do that how not to establish a house, uh, how you will not uh, last as a family. And those things show up in Proverbs, they show up in other places as well. So one example from Proverbs is by not being connected or not being a foreign woman, forbidden woman, Proverbs chapter two, or not being connected to them. And the idea there is that that person's not walking with God. They have a different God. They, they have a foreign God. And so they're not going to be committed to God. So they're not going to be committed in the relationship. They're not going to be committed in other areas. So that's not really a great way to build a house from the onset if there's not that commitment uh, first to God and then to each other. And so we see that. And the Proverbs tells us that that uh, type of person, that type of relationship leads to death, not to establishment. Uh, we also see in the Bible that we can't build a house just on accumulating more money and more possessions. That's usually what we think of when we think of how do we get established, how do we get set up well for life. It's having enough stuff or enough set aside in the bank that will be able to last, you know, and uh, be able to make it through life and then be able to help our families as well. But the Bible reminds us that was what the 
the man who built up barns and had more possessions and stuff, he, he was doing that, but he forgot one key thing. He forgot to factor the Lord into his plans. He forgot to remember what life was really about, so to speak. And so he wasn't thinking about eternity. He was thinking about here and now, but not eternally setting up his house and was he set for eternity, right? So that's another way. And we see something similar in James chapter four where they go to buy and sell and they forget about the Lord in their plans. And so that's another way to not set up our house by forgetting the Lord, by forgetting eternity. And so what do we see here? We see here in this proverb that it's by wisdom a house is built and by understanding it is established. And so it's wisdom. Uh, first we'll think about the big picture of wisdom, then we'll get into some details. But wisdom is how we are established. That's individually, that's us collectively as a family. Wisdom is how we are established, we're built up, and how we really we thrive as we see this picture in verse four. The rooms are filled with precious and pleasant riches, right? It comes, thriving comes through wisdom. And that wisdom ultimately is about Jesus. We remember wisdom is obedience to Jesus. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus basically had this same metaphor. He talked about building a house. You remember it? He said, build your house on the rock. And who is it that builds their house on the rock? The example was, if you hear my words and obey them, you will be like a person who builds their house on the rock. And when the winds come, the rain comes, the house will stand. And so Jesus is talking about the same concept, building a house, right? And he said that obeying his word is how the house is built, right? And so wisdom, we can take from that, that wisdom is obedience. It's obedience to what Jesus has said is obedience to God's word. And you could really, you could say more than that even, because it's not just about obeying Jesus, but when Jesus says to obey his word, he's reminding us that he is God and that he is wisdom. Because he's equating himself with wisdom. We remember from Proverbs, where is the beginning of wisdom? It's the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 1.7. And so when Jesus says to obey his word, and he says, that's how you're going to build your house. And then this proverb and other places, we see that, uh, that if you fear the Lord, that's how you'll get wisdom. There's this connection between the fear of the Lord and obeying the words of Jesus. Both lead to the same thing. And so Jesus is making this connection if you obey me, that's the same thing as fearing the Lord because I am the Lord. That's essentially what he's saying here. And so we get this connection from Jesus that the wisdom of Jesus says, not only should we obey him, but we need to build our life on him and his word. And so we remember from other places in the Bible that Jesus is the wisdom of God. You could look at... 1 Corinthians 1.24, you could look at Colossians 2.3, they say that Christ is the power of God, the wisdom of God, 
In Christ are hidden all the treasures and wisdom of knowledge. And so Christ is the wisdom of God. And so as we think about this idea that by wisdom the house is built, first and foremost, it's not just about knowing this is what I need to do and then this and this and this and this, and this is how I'm going to build my house. God's not first and foremost giving us the steps to take, but he's first and foremost pointing us to a person. He's pointing us to Jesus. Know Jesus be in a relationship with him. And that's how you will get wisdom in life because he is wisdom. If you're following him, you will have this wisdom. And so God points us to Jesus to build our house. Uh, it's, it reminds me a lot of Joshua. What did Joshua say? Uh, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? He founded it on the Lord. And so that's the things that we do as a family. We need to be about Jesus, driven by Jesus, both individually and as family units. That's how the house is built. And so that's kind of the big picture. But the Proverbs also give us some details as well. Like what are the details actually of how we can do that? God doesn't just say have wisdom. He actually gives us examples. These are what wisdom looks like, right? And so part of the wisdom of Proverbs, of the day-to-day -day life, would be these things. And there are others as well. But God tells us not to be proud. Uh, Proverbs 15, 25, the Lord tears down the house of the proud, but maintains the widow's boundaries. And so if you want your house to be built and established, you should probably not be doing the thing that the Bible says uh, that God is going to be against. Uh, God says he will tear down the house of the proud. So we should not be prideful. Again, this goes back to, to remembering eternity, remembering the Lord as we think about our plans, as we go about our day. Uh, what would God have me do in this moment? Not just what do I think would be good. So that's one example. Uh, another one, not being greedy. Proverbs fifteen twenty seven. Whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles his own household but he, he who hates bribes will live. And so there in that proverb, we see that just this drive to always get more and more and more and get ahead is, is actually gonna bring trouble to our household. I mean, y'all can probably think of examples where you've seen people who are always working really hard uh, to, to provide or to get more in their situation, but that actually does not help the family in a lot of situations because they're so focused on that that they forget about the other aspects of family. Now, obviously, that doesn't even go against what the Bible says about working hard and things like that. But we want to make sure we're not greedy for gain as we think about establishing the house. Uh, we see Proverbs talk about not returning evil for good. Whoever, Proverbs 17, 13, if anyone returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. And so we need to make sure that we're not just doing evil, returning evil for good, right? Uh, that's another way to establish our house. And there's a lot of Proverbs about making sure that strife and quarreling are not a part of the house, right? The family relationships and things. Uh, Proverbs 17.1, better is a dry morsel with quiet 
than a house full of feasting with strife. And so you can have a lot. You can have all the nice things, but if there's a lot of strife in the house, it's not going to be better for you. Uh, that's not really a great house, a great family to be a part of, right? Uh, Proverbs 21.9, it's better to live in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Uh, Proverbs 25.4 basically says the same thing. And so there again, we see that relationships, in relationships, quarrels, strife, they don't lead to better situations. Uh, and so we make sure that our, uh, as we're thinking about establishing the house, we think about the things that make for peace and how can I make sure those are a part of the family we see Proverbs 24 27 uh, prepare your work outside get everything ready for yourself in the field and after that build your house I think this is a great proverb uh, for a couple of reasons uh, but it's in the it's in the context of Getting, making sure you're not just thinking about how much money you have, but making sure you have, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, evergreen, I'll call it evergreen sources of income. It's kind of like uh, passive income, I think is the term people use nowadays, right? So if you have flocks, if you have sheep, right, in, in the Proverbs, you have a flock of sheep. The proverb talks about how around this proverb. It talks about how you're always going to have wool. You're always going to be able to be warm. You'll even have food, you know, from the flocks and things. And so it tells us to pay attention to the flock, get everything ready in your field. And after that, build your house. And so the, the general idea there is that, uh, we should plan for how we're going to, uh, provide for our family and take care of our family before we Focus on building our family. Uh, the modern, I guess, phrase would be, hey, you should probably have an idea of what your career or job is going to look like uh, before you think about marriage and kids and all these things. That's just the general idea, right? And the proverb uh, speaks to that. Uh, we see one more. Having a diligent wife, Proverbs 31, 15. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. And so uh, not only can relationships, strife in relationships can lead to the detriment of the house, but uh, good people in relationships leads to the building up of the house as well. And we see that with the Proverbs 31 woman, how she leads to the house being built up. And so we see these examples of some practical steps. How do you build the house? First, it's by focusing on Jesus, obeying him. But then we also see some practical steps in Proverbs as well. And kind of as we think about this, I think it's fitting to close by remembering what uh, the psalm says. Psalm 127 says about building a house. It says this, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And so that's, again, that wisdom is not just looking at these instructions and going down a checklist of I need to do this and this and this and this, and then my house will be established and built up. But we remember that ultimately, 
it's about knowing the Lord, and ultimately it's, it's reliant on him. It's dependent on him. He's the one who does it, right? In, the, in other places in the Bible, we, talk, uh, we read about how Paul planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase. Or one of the parables talks about how uh, you plant the seed, but you don't really know how it grows. Well, the point is, God causes that to happen. And sometimes you can't exactly pinpoint exactly why, what the steps are that lead to this growth, but you just know God's doing it. And so in the same sense, we rely on the Lord. Yes, we try to live wisely in what we do, but we, we understand that we're in his hands as well. And so we trust him in his provision and his care for us. And we remember that he does make promises to us about establishing us, not establishing our house per se, but establishing us in his house, which is a great thing to remember. Uh, in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, when Jesus is writing the letters to the churches, he makes this pro promise to one of the churches. He says this in Revelation 3.12. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And so there we see this idea, as we think about being established and building the house, we see that God establishes us as part of his house, as part of the temple. And so as we look to eternity, again, not just thinking about here, but thinking about eternity, we do have this promise that we don't have to wonder, am I going to be established? Am I going to last? But that God has promised that we are a part of his temple, a part of his family. We will be built up and established forever because he said it's going to happen. And really, that gives us a lot, of, uh, a lot of clarity, a lot of comfort here in this life as we think about what may or may not happen and what our families go through. Because we remember that uh, God has promised something for the future, and it, that will happen, that we will be established for eternity. And so again, with that eternal mindset, it uh, gives us wisdom now, but also helps us uh, not be anxious, not be worried now as we think about what God has said. And so that's the, that's the truths that motivate us to live in a wise way to build up our houses. This is something we want to be doing. It's wise. Uh, and we remember that God does this with us in his family as well. And so that's a uh, proverb on building up our house. There are other proverbs that we could look at related to this, and we'll look more at these next week. But as you think about building up the house, right, you think about those relationships in the family. And so that's what we'll focus on next week. We'll think about the Proverbs on those relationships in the family as well. As we've kind of shifted, right, we started with Proverbs about money. We moved to kind of the social sphere, how we live as citizens, how we interact with people around us. Now we're narrowing in on uh, family and relationships. So we'll continue to look at that next time in the Proverbs. Uh, but let's pray together as we uh, wrap up this morning. Father God, we are thankful for your word. We pray that we will remember these truths, that you are wisdom, that what you say is wise, and that we will remember that your word is always better for us than anything else. I pray that we will uh, look to Jesus 
first and foremost in our day-to-day life. And Lord, that we will live wisely, that we will look to the uh, look to how we can continue to build up the people around us in our families, whether that's kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, spouses, relatives. Lord, I pray that you will give us wisdom in these areas and that we will not only follow these practical helps, but that we will remember the the eternal truths that you give us in your word. And we pray all this in Jesus' name, and we pray that you will, and we thank you for the food. We pray that you will bless it today, that we would have strength to serve you, and bless this time of fellowship as well, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.